You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. UCSF Medical Center is ranked the number one hospital in California by U.S. News & World Report. UCSF Health, redefining possible. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, here as ever with my pal Robbie Earl. And Rob, we are fresh, fresh after watching the Europa League final in Stockholm where Manchester United uh, managed to beat Ajax 2-0 uh, in an efficient uh, victory. Job done for Jose Mourinho, job done for Manchester. It, it's great, Rob, um, you know, with all the, the turmoil of, of the, the horrific attacks uh, at Manchester Arena, it's really kind of... It doesn't, um, of course, it doesn't banish those memories or those feelings, but at least Manchester can, can smile again, even if it's just in the aftermath of a, of a solid uh, performance. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. First of all, we have to say that, it, you know, Manchester's strong and it was, it was a, a united Manchester, I think, whether you, you blew or red half of the city. Uh, and our thoughts go out to, to anybody who suffered uh, in that atrocity in, in Manchester. But, you know, let's get back to the football. And um, I think I, I get what's called a free hit. So you have to stand with your hands behind your back and I get one free punch, don't I? Because I said we'll be on a podcast after Jose Mourinho's played the Europa League final. And if they're in, then you know what? I'm good. If they're out, I knew you were coming for me. Robbie Musto, they're in. Again, it wasn't the greatest game we've ever seen. It was Jose doing what Jose does, set his team up tactically right, didn't have too many scares, wins the game 2-0. So I get one free punch. So put your chin out, put your hands behind your back, because here it comes. I've got a big chin. There you go. I get, I get three free hits. But, listen, it, it was very much a night of, to be honest, Robert, what, looking at the game as a whole, I almost felt it was men v boys, to be honest. Ajax just weren't good enough, were they? Physically, tactically, football-wise, just didn't think they had enough to hurt United. Oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. Um, where, do, where do I start? First of all, I'll start with, fair enough. Job done, the gamble of, of just... Mm, not, not being interested in the last three or four games of the Premier League to rest the players to get the job done he's done it a big sigh of relief I think the celebrations you saw afterwards from Jose just you saw how much or how important it was for him at this huge magnificent football club so so full marks for getting the job done um you know in terms of like you know uh tactically gray got you know uh, I mean it's I'm a little bit torn, I'll be honest with you. And you know why I'm torn, Rob, because I'm a bit of a purist. And I, mm. and I particularly, I, I care for and I'm passionate about the, the, the giant, particularly the giant clubs in England and the representation and particularly Manchester United. What an amazing club that we both played against many times and, and eulogised. And I, I get, first of all, I get situations of injuries and suspensions made it difficult. Um, so, I, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not, ultra critical of the performance but 
I mean, it, I, I'm pleased that Ajax came to play football because if Ajax didn't come to play football, who knows what would have happened? It would have been absolutely nothing to watch if Ajax would have gone from the back to the front, long balls, tried, never tried to play from the back because that's what United did. United just hit long balls from the goalkeeper. Any free kicks in their own half are up was a long ball up to um, the, the number 10, that was Maron Fellaini, to flick yeah. on, no-risk football, bash it forward, get back and defend, no sense of possession, long throw-ins down the line to Fellaini. I mean, it was really, I mean, it was long ball football and it was percentage football and it was, you know, and I've got the, the perfect man to, to, to ask about it and get your take. It was the <laughs> Wimbledon style, Rob. It was a Wimbledon style. Now, again, I'll say it's probably three or four times. The job was done, but yeah. it, it still doesn't sit well with me that the, 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 that style was used um, in an in incredibly reactive, incredibly anti-football way of getting the job done. And I'm just surprised. And we'll go on and talk about what they're going to have to do for next year, Rob. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Let's just react to that. Do, okay. do you disagree that that was a Wimbledon-style performance? What's interesting when you say Wimbledon-style performance, and let's just, you know, I'll turn the clock back to the days when we did play direct football. We didn't take too many touches of the bat. We got it into the opposition's half of the pitch, and then we played and we got balls in the box. I'll tell you the reason why we did that, Robbie Musto, because we didn't have good enough players uh, as a group and and took it in uh, personally as well to, to go and beat teams by good football. So we had a system and a way of playing that suited the group, that made individuals in that um, successful and we, we had a style of play. Now, I think where your argument sort of comes in is that well, this is Manchester United. Yeah, they have got better players. players. They can play from the back. Now, where we slightly disagree, and, and I do, listen, I'm not saying at this stage Manchester United or Wimbledon back in, in the 90s, but I don't think that they are the good enough players to totally go and dominate the games they want to against decent opposition. Now, we can all debate whether Ajax was the right opposition or not. I think Jose Mourinho, and we know him from his Chelsea days, from his Inter days, from his Porter days, even at Real Madrid, Rob. First of all, the most important thing for Jose Mourinho is safety, security, de- defensive setup, nullifying the opposition threats. When he's done that, then he'll talk about when we win the ball. Can we counter kick? Can we make mistakes? Can set pieces be a thing? Can individuals win as a game? as they did today. No surprise, Rob. Look at the two goal scorers. Paul Pogba, $116 million, record signing. Henrik Mkhitaryan, $40-odd million from, from Dortmund. I mean, that's top-end players, Rob. Th- those, are, those, are, those are like, should be superstar players. So he gets his two goals from, from his two signings in, in the summer, and he sets the rest of his team up. In fairness, I thought the back four did, did really, I thought Valencia and Darmian were, were really safe and solid. Smalling and burned them with everything really that was, was thrown at them. So his he, back four have uh, delivered for him. His midfield have done okay. The, the best player in the midfield, I thought the biggest influence on the game was Marwan Fellaini, which kind of tells you everything about the way the game went and the way Manchester United played. That in, in both boxes, he, he was important. And in the middle of the field, his physicality and his size, I thought, was, was very important to Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, I think when you, when you say they've got Henry Mkhitaryan, uh, Paul Pogba, uh, Juan Mata, Marcus Rashford, Herrera, who's a footballer that I watched way back playing in Spain, I just think there's enough players there, Rob, against a side that's not even the best team in, in the, uh, the Dutch league at the, this season. They finished second. Um, I, I, I just, 
Listen, I, I just expect him to play a little bit more football. But does it matter, yeah, Rob, today that, that he didn't? Does it matter? Is, isn't it about being in the Champions League? Isn't that, that, isn't that yeah. shouldn't that be our conversation today? Yeah. yeah. Style and the way you do it maybe comes in next year. Once you're in the Champions League, once they've got to start going, you know, be, making sure they finish in the top four. Yeah, I mean, that, of course it is. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I, what I worry about even next year, Rob, I, I don't see it changing that much, mate. I mean, whoever they bring in, I just, I think whenever there's a big game, and mm. uh, he will always go back to to this style and this this strategy. And to be fair, it works. My only my only follow on question, Rob, is. I said to my son downstairs, we kind of watched the last little bit together, and, I, and, I, and he said, you know, United got it done. I said, yeah, yeah, they got it done today. And, but I said, I'd rather go and watch Ajax than watch Man United playing like that. I'd rather, if I'm paying the money, and I'm in the same country as those two for, for some crazy reason, I'm going to watch Ajax with, with players, young players that are trying to be creative, trying to be proactive, trying to fi- be expansive, trying to find a way through, than a team that's just going to grind it. And, yeah. and, and, let's, and let's, yeah, I mean, we can move it forward to next season. We can try and... But suggest- you're not the normal, are you? Let, let's remember, you're an ex-pro... Uh, well, I'm a football involved, fan. Involved in, who likes the tactic of football, as well as in TV, who watches... Most Manchester United fans, Rob, want trophies. They've Do won, they you can argue, three, three this season. They've got in the Champions League. Right now, they're, they're accepting where they are, I think, and that's the, the, the most important thing. Will there be a point down the road where they don't accept this? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's when I think we, we come to the tipping point of Jose Marina Manchester United. Is there a time coming up next year and the next couple of years where people are going to say, hold on, we're winning, but they're saying us. I mean, I was watching social media and things going on today, and people were saying, it ain't how we want to do it, but we're in the Champions League. Yeah. And it's almost like they're saying, you know, for now, we'll take it. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. And I can't argue with that, Rob. I can sit here and, and, and as, you know, I want better football, but I can't argue with that they got the job done. Um, I would just, you know... Rewind back to to when Rina got the job, Rob, and my comment was, yeah. you know what, they probably will win. They're probably mm. going to win a little bit in the next couple of years, and then and then people will be fed up with the style a little bit, and some of the players might start to complain about having to to, to play as fullbacks, the attacking players, and in in three years it usually blows up. Now, is it is that worth it for the United fans that just want to win and just want to get trophies for in say let's fast forward into a couple yeah. of years? Yeah. Then it kind of oh okay Mourinho's kind of yeah it's it's well, a bit of a it's a bit of a, a, then, a, Rob, a, a precious club and then and then we start again type of thing Rob you know was I it, think it, the difference for me uh, on that argument is we will have Jose Mourinho esque players the players who he thinks he can go about now if it's still the same tactics as he did at times with the Chelsea team but mm. when they did get on the front foot they could still play they had good counter attack they had good pace and players who could eliminate people off the dribble I don't think he's got a enough of those players or players who he believes knows the way he wants to play as you say maybe a year down the line a couple more transfer windows you know a couple more hundred million dollars thrown at this thing maybe maybe that's the case let's just talk about a couple of individuals Rob I just want to before we, we wrap up on this game because at the end of the day Jose's got it done Manchester United are going to be in Champions League football next season yeah. and that was the aim yeah. Wayne Rooney came on for the last minute of the game yeah. it's not a very I thought it was it was a little bit Sentimental by Jose Mourinho, who doesn't necessarily go that route that often. Yeah. Was that telling us that's probably the last time we see Wayne Mooney in that red shirt at Manchester United? Million percent. 
million percent he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna move on and and that's the you know coming on so late i think it was it was it 90th minute wasn't it to come yeah, in he's got the trophy minutes, yeah. and he's had a little bit of fun at the end there but um wayne rooney knows himself that he's not going to play under this this manager um it, you know it, in some ways rob it's a little bit sad he's 31 years of age he's an absolute footballing legend of england yeah. and of manchester united and it just feels premature in some ways that that he seems to have reached the the uh, not the end of his playing days, but the, the the kind of end of his top top level playing days. Um, I think he will look to move on. There's big talk about Everton coming in for him. Yeah. Of course, he'd love to go back to to his boyhood kind of uh, heroes at Everton Football Club. I, I, it's, I just think that's 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 the way it's going to be. Can you see anything different than him than him moving on? No, I, I think from both parties, I think from his point of view as an individual, Wayne Rooney, he wants to play, Rob. He wants to be involved in games. He wants yeah. to start. He wants to know he's been part of it. And I think from Jose Mourinho, it's a little, it's almost a bit awkward for him because he's got this this legend of the football club who scored the record number of goals and that, but he's not really part of his best 11, maybe not even part of his best 14 or 15 if he was going that route. So it almost feels like he needs to play him in some games just for, for uh, out of respect of what he's done in the past. But looking to the future, I think both parties, I think Jose Mourinho would probably say, listen, if you can get yourself sorted out, you go with our blessings, you go with our love and, and, and appreciation of everything you've done. But I think it is time for, for a change for I Wayne. And a change for the football I think he's managed it well, Rob, hasn't he? Yeah, I do. But I think both start. parties have. But it's yeah. time now, isn't it? You almost feel like another season will be difficult. Yeah, I think so. And he played him at the start. He got his record goals for United. He broke the record there. And then he sat, he sat him on the bench for the most part. But yeah, yeah, yeah geez, I, I think, yeah. listen, he gave them respect to get out there and get the record. Correct, yeah. He's never given him, you know, any stick in the, in the media or whatever. I, I think it's been... I think it's been fairly well managed to this point. I mean, people haven't been talking about it as much as they normally would with Wayne Rooney. Um, and to be fair to him, he's not made a big deal of not playing yeah. too much and just sat there quietly. And, um, you know, whether he has a little moment on the pitch there with some of the fans that kind of, mm. I don't know, difficult, Rob, isn't it? Because you, 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 yeah. you feel like he should have a, a tremendous send-off like John Terry had. I saw the, the I think it's Derek Jeter who's the baseball guy in New York. Yankees. 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 That's the yeah. one, yeah. yeah. And I saw a um, a sort of celebration of his career um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And honestly, Rob, it, it was stunning. It, it was a stunning, uh, appreciative of, of, of a guy who's given his, his life to, to, to the club. And you just felt somewhere that, you know, somehow I think English football misses out a little bit on that, that, Maybe people are criticising the John Terry thing in the, in the timing and the manner that it was done. I had no issue particularly with, with what they did. Maybe the timing and the, the whole kicking the ball out for him is not quite yeah. right. But, but in terms of, of the essence of what it is, you know, Wayne Rooney is, a, you know, the record goal scorer for Manchester United. He might sort of slink yeah. out this club out the back door. And I, do, I don't think that's right. I think that there is a place for something more than that to appreciate yeah. what this guy's done. Coming as a kid teenager... Leaves as a record goal scorer. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Rob. It's well said. And, and you know what, Rob? It might even be if he has one year or two years somewhere else, may, maybe mm. he does come back. It's, you know, after that, to come back and do something better. Because I agree. I mean, that, that, that's a tremendous, I mean, an incredible career. Mm. And um, it, it feels like he should have a, a fantastic, um, you know, an, an evening or, or certainly a, a, a few moments to. Yeah. 
to, to, to kind of say thanks to the fans and have that little bit of interaction. I think emotionally it'll be, it'll be, it'll be great to see him because I think he will be emotional about it because yeah. United has been such an important part of his life for so long. He's won so many trophies, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's right. I think you're right. And, and I hope at some point, you know, he, he does do that. Um, it's just the nature of the game, Robin. As soon as he signs for Everton yeah, or somewhere and else, it moves on, they, it, it goes moves on, on. Yeah. and then another player comes in at Manchester United, and, and, and that's very much the, the way of, of Premier League football clubs. Yeah. Just on the emotions, Rob, I, I, I know we want to talk about maybe Antoine Griezmann coming into the football club, maybe would be seen as a replacement for, for Wayne Rooney. Just before we get there, just wanted your you take as well on, on, on talking about emotions. Jose Mourinho at the end of the game, mate, was as emotional as I've seen him for, for you know, since those Champions League days at Inter where his team were going crazy and all that. I mean, this meant something, didn't he? he I think he, he knew the gamble. He understands what getting in Champions League means, not only for Manchester United playing in that competition next season, but I think in terms of bringing in the next level of player, giving this guy a little bit more time. He, he's won a double, a treble, if you count the, the uh, Community Shield now. It, I just felt this was a big game for Jose Mourinho. And the reaction, his reaction at the end with his, with his family, with, with his players, with his staff told you just how important it was. It was important for him. We know that. I mean, what he did in the Premier League it is incredible, really, when you think about United going to places and not bothered, really, about and, and making it clear that he's not bothered about it. So I understand that. I understand the relief. I'm not having the, the three fingers at the, in, the, um, in the celebrations, like, the, you know... Is, well, he's, trophies. Yeah, do me a favour. Who, who's ever called the community sh- a shield at... You know, a trophy that's worth celebrating. That's why he's a special one. Everything's special to him, my friend. And and the League Cup, again, come on. The the big clubs in England, who takes that seriously? It's a throw-out of your reserve players and your youth players. And if it gets towards the latter stages, they'll give it a bit of a go. So, you know, you you always say, and I agree with you, that Jose is about winning trophies. And if it's the League Cup to start off and running, I get that. It's fine. But don't start jumping around and getting all the players to hold up three fingers. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh, hold on, no. Hold on, no. Let, let me... OK, and I hear you. Can I give you a counter-argument? Would a League Cup do Spurs any good right now just to kind of consolidate that dressing room and give them a winning feeling? Is, is sometimes that winning... Is it, can't, can't that be important for the group that, that they know they can go through a competition and get it done? Well, if, if Spurs want to finish sixth and, and put their best players for the Europe uh, for the League uh, Cup and can't try, they have to. They they can, have to. They, I mean, the, the, the League Cup's won in, in end of February, is it? Early March. So you don't have to disregard it. All I'm saying is, and, and, and I'm just being devil's advocate. Sometimes that winning feeling, Rob, can be infectious. You win one trophy, you get a feeling the lads like it. You lift it, you lift the trophy, and then I you like- get used to going again. And and whether it's the, the FA Cup then or the League Cup or the a European competition. I'm I'm just suggesting that that, that maybe don't disregard winning quite so easily. No, I I like the Spurs... you know, played played a second team in that. Uh, well, they rotated a lot for that, and they focused on the league. Rob, I like Spurs mm. because they challenged Chelsea, and, and when nobody else did, eight point eight points ahead of Manchester City. Um, I think seventeen points ahead of of Manchester United. So, I, yeah. I, I, but I but I listen. I, I'm yeah. I do know what you mean there, and winning is great to win. Mm. Uh, and win a trophy with the celebrations. I just, I just thought it was a little bit over the top of, of the big sell from Reno in the middle of the picture, by the way, where he's never normally in those things. He's usually walking about or throwing his medals into the crowd or whatever. It's like this big three fingers, look at us, you know, United about, we've won three trophies. And uh, I just thought that was a little bit over the top. But, but for the most part, 
Um, well done, job done. Championing football is what, is what they're all about. And it sounds like what you read, I mean, it's only reports that Anton Griezmann, this was yeah. the thing that he was waiting on, Rob, that, that the mm-hmm. qualification for the, for the big European competition that, that might be um, the final part for him to go to United. So just quickly on that, I mean, he's a brilliant footballer. He is yeah. a brilliant footballer. And I'm assuming that Jose will play him as a striker and not ask him to play in a wide position. He, he plays he plays that high role as the lone striker, or is it a little bit more withdrawn? Well, I mean, his best position, by the way, is number ten. So I yeah. don't know what that yeah. does to Henry Mikatarian. What does it do with Mikatarian? Plays wide, I suppose. Plays wide. One matter. Plays wide. plays wide, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, his, his biggest competition might be Marin Fellaini for long balls and flick-ons. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but he's a great footballer, and and, and it would be a, a brilliant addition. Yeah, and they're going to have plenty of competitions next year, including the Champions League. So yeah. that's the important thing. He's going to need bodies in that squad. He's need a little bit of quality. No doubt Anton Griezmann would be one of those. Before we move, move on, mate, I just want to talk a little bit about a couple of uh, managerial um, happenings in the Premier League since, since we've had the end of the season. David Moyes has decided that he didn't want to stay any longer at Sunderland. We believe resigned without any compensation package yeah. We're told for Sunderland. Sunderland now looking for the eighth manager in six years, Rob. This club's just been in a, in a total mess. Um, where, let's talk about David Moyes yeah. first. Go on, where, where, where does he go from here? Let, let's remember, under different circumstances, Rob, I was thinking about it today. What was it? Three years ago, he, was, he took over as Manchester United manager. He could be winning titles now or being part of Champions League finals if things had gone in a, in a parallel universe in, in another way. Yeah, at the moment, we're talking about a guy who didn't want to go into the championship with Sunderland and looks almost like his career has hit a real kind of cul-de-sac. And I'm not sure where he goes. Yeah, you know what? You'd think with David Moyes and, and um, people who have been in the game and have watched the Premier League for, for many, many years would understand what a great job he did at Everton. But that's fading yeah. away, away now. Mm. I, I can't see him getting a Premier League job. So... He's either, I think he's, of course, he'll get a championship job if he wants one of those and to, to, to get the right job with the right owners, et cetera, will be attractive to him. I mean, maybe go abroad again. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult. I guess that the conversation with the, the ownership, Rob, didn't go very well. Um, yeah. like the, the next guy we're going to talk about, Sam Allardyce. But mm. I, but I was, I was a little surprised because I thought, you know, okay, the season's finished. You're going to get rid of a load of players. There'll be a big turnaround. You've got the chance, you know, with some of the younger guys that look okay at Sunderland to rebuild and to, to retool and to go again. And mm. for, for whatever reason, I, I guess maybe Robbie wanted a lot more money. He doesn't yeah. want to be at a football club that's going to, that's going to kind of flounder or, or str- struggle or just be mid-table in the championship. He wants to come straight back up. And I guess the assurances weren't there. But it, but it has to be speculation from us because, you know, we just don't know what, what went on with that yeah. conversation. Just wonder if there was a thought, though, Rob, and, and again, listen, we don't know what David Moyes was, was thinking, don't know how the conversations went, but part of me would have the thought where, listen, I, I thought he went into the football club and, it, and they weren't great. The, this quality of squad and the players there weren't, weren't great. But to be honest, Rob, by the time he left, they weren't an awful lot better. I didn't see much improvement in many individuals, a team. Yes, he had injuries and he wasn't really backed in the January window, but come on, organisation used to be his thing, getting more out of players used to be his thing. So I just wondered whether he's part of David Moyes who says, you know what, OK, I've t- this club's gone down under my watch. I'm going to bring them back yeah, up. Yeah. I'm going to get my hands dirty and I'm going to bring them back up and I'm going to show people I'm a good manager in this football club. <laughs> By the way, you bring Sunderland back up and get a little bit of money, now you, you're talking about a serious football club that can be easily top 10. 
So, you know, it, it's a, while it, it's a difficult position going in right now, the, the guy who can turn that round and get them going, you've got a serious Premier League football club when, when, if you can bring them back up. Yes, I guess it's a big if, Robin. And, mm. and, and just, just finally on him, do you have a problem with the timing? You know, wait, waiting to the... Why didn't he do this earlier? I mean, they, I mean, you know... It, it, yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, I suppose it's one of them until, until he knows his fate and doesn't want to put anything out there that might distract the players. But um, I, I've just been disappointed in David Moyes at Sunderland, Rob, full yeah. stop. And, and I've known Moyes, and I was a big advocate of him getting a chance at a place like Man United and all the, the hard work he's done lower down in his career to get, you know, before he went to Everton, yeah. but just not worked out. Um, very different seems, very different circumstances at, at um, Crystal Palace where Sam does keep a team up. You're thinking, OK, look through that squad, decent group of players. Yes, they need a bit of addition somewhere, maybe defensively or want to bring a few in. But I'm thinking now things are looking up for Palace. With, with, with Sam in charge, that's easily mid-table, looking for top 10 and anything else being a bonus. So... Quite surprised, I'd have to say, that, that obviously talks didn't go well between him and, and owner uh, Steve Parrish, and, and Sam deciding that it's time to walk away, even suggesting that he's done with Premier League football. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, it, it, there was a sense that, that he wasn't a really great fit at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Now, it yeah. Took, you know, he had a slow start there, so fans were not really sure. Um, we, we, uh, we talked to Neil Ashton, our, our insider from the UK, who's a Palace fan, yeah. and, and, and he even said at one point, you know what, he might fire him because he started so badly. And then, as we've seen before, he brings him some excellent players in January. It's exactly the same as what he's done before at Sunderland. Uh, and he gets them to safety. Uh, it, it, it really is an interesting one because, you know, as soon as I... As soon as he um, he left, I know we had a couple of different thoughts about what he might yeah. do next. And my thought was, you know what? He might just he might just say, "I'm never getting a big big job in the Premier League. Why don't I enjoy some time off? Why don't I be that specialist guy that comes in around Christmas time, January, when there's always going to be a couple of jobs coming up? I know the market. I can bring in some players in January, and I'll coach a team to stay in the league. I'll stay a specialist at that, and I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to slog in the the week in week out um, of a, of a job like Palace that that. It's a good job, but it's not one of the glamorous ones. It's not the. I just didn't ever feel that he was super excited to be there. So I, I would suggest that that will be when you see Big Sam again. Is let's wait a few months when people are struggling and Big Sam's name will absolutely come up again. Do you know what, mate? I think you're absolutely spot on. I think he's decided he'll have a summer with the family. He'll have a little bit of fall, maybe do a bit of travel. And then he'll be the 911 call. He'll be the first person on the phone when, when a, a chairman needs somebody to make sure his team stay up. You can give him the January window where he, he usually does good business. Make sure you stay up. And he'll earns, get big his, bonus, earns his bonus for staying up. And then off again, Rob. Off we go again to another <laughs> summer break. I mean, that's the way to do it. So I'm, I'm all over you for that. Sam Allardyce, I think, has got it sussed out. Yeah. Listen, one more, one more place for us to go before we, we wrap up this podcast. It's a big FA Cup final at the weekend. Arsenal facing Chelsea. Arsenal, we're here and have got all kinds of defensive problems because he only got sent off at the weekend. Mustafi's got injured. Gabriel's injured. So that back three might look very different depending on if, if any of the injured defenders can get back in the team. I'm saying a big call for days like Meza Ozil, Alexis Sanchez, who you know have to perform well on big days if Arsenal are going to do it. And Arsene Wenger, he's won seven FA Cup finals. He, he, FA Cups now. He, he's going to try and stop... 
Antonio Conte getting a, a great double for him. So obviously league title and FA Cup would, would be some season for the Italian in, in, in his first season yeah. in, in English football. I mean, can you see beyond Chelsea, Robert? Listen, here's the one line I'm, I'm going to give you before. And I know this is a line that, that you love from Antonio Conte when he said on September the 24th, when he talked about his Chelsea team and said, we're good on paper, but not that good on the pitch. When I look at the Chelsea team today, Rob, against I lined them up. I was just thinking about what Arsenal might look like. Mm. Chelsea look good on 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 paper. Yeah. Can they look good on the pitch? Is there just something left for Arsene Wenger? I've just got a sneaky feeling, you know, for him and his team. Don't know why. Yeah, well, why. because they got good players, Rob. I mean, they got good yeah. players. They've won the last five in the Premier League after losing to Spurs two 0 um, and they've got some talent there. They've got experience of playing there, experience of being in big games and winning trophies. I mean, I, I still, to, if I was putting money on, it would have to go on Chelsea because of the manager, because of the thoroughness of preparation, um, et cetera, et cetera, at the club. But absolutely, Arsenal got a chance. The, you know, I, I don't, I, I understand the problems defensively for Arsenal. Um, yeah. I just think on the big spaces at, Wem- at Wembley, and those players can get on the ball, and Ozil can find the spaces between the lines. Alexis can as well. Maybe Welbeck's pace in behind, however, which, which way they go on that. I think it's going to be a good final. I really do. I think yeah. it's going to be a really good final. Both teams can attack. Chelsea can certainly defend it as well. And that's why I would give them the, the edge to win the, the cup and, and, a, and a tremendous double if it happens for Antonio Conte. Yep. It's going to be a great one to watch. We'll be looking at that and make sure you um, listening after because we'll have a podcast after that big, big game. But whatever you think of Jose Mourinho's gamble to forget the Premier League and put all Manchester United eggs in the Europa League basket, it worked. And the Reds will play in Champions League next season. So look out for our next podcast. We talked about it on Saturday after the FA Cup final when those two big London giants go toe-to-toe at Wembley. And remember to stay part of the football conversation. Look out for the Two Robbies podcast available on Apple Podcasts. And please continue to rate and review the shows as the ratings help increase our visibility and allows more football fans to discover the show. So Manchester United are back in the big time. From me, Robbie Earl, and him, Robbie Musto. Thanks for listening. And back now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. 
because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.